BCY America presents Crosstalk, a nationwide call-in program discussing issues that have an effect on our families, our communities, our churches, our nation, and our world. Crosstalk, an opportunity for you to voice your concerns for biblical principles. And now live by satellite and around the world on the Internet at vcyamerica.org. Here is today's Crosstalk. Thank you for joining us, ladies and gentlemen. One week ago today, voters across the nation took to the polls to cast their vote in the midterm election. Many indicated this was going to be a red wave, but some have pointed out since it was nothing more than a purple trickle. The unofficial results and projections by the media presently show the U.S. Senate with 49 Republicans and 50 Democrats with the December Georgia runoff race hanging in the balance. But in either way, either condition, Chuck Schumer will continue as majority leader. As to the House, the projections show 13 House seats left in play, with the Republicans holding 217, the Democrats 205. Many have been watching the election also of Arizona's governor, we're now a week after the election. The projections are made for Katie Hobbs over Kerry Lake. Our guest today, who has studied and researched the pathway of voter fraud, will give his analysis of the election. But first, an imminent vote coming up in the United States Senate on a proposal to codify so-called same-sex marriage. Joining us today, we welcome back Robert Knight, a former writer for the uh, an editor for the L.A. Times, uh, and a columnist for the Washington Post, contributes to other publications, a senior positions he has held for a number of pro-family organizations. He's written books like The Coming Communist Wave, uh, What Happens If the Left Captures All Three Branches of Government, Liberty on the Brink, and the new Crooked, What Really Happened in the 2020 Election, and How to Stop the Fraud. Bob, thanks for joining us here today on Crosstalk. Always good to be with you, Jim. Uh, Bob, just before we get to the election, uh, yesterday afternoon we started getting word that the U.S. Senate soon going to be voting on H.R. 8404. Matt Staver from Liberty Council calls this the Oxymoronic Respect for Marriage Act. Uh, H.R. 8404 previously passed the House 267 to 156. 47 Republicans joined the 220 Democrats to pass the legislation. And at first, there was an attempt to pass it in the Senate. Uh, Republicans started jumping on board for this as well. And then knowing there was not sufficient support, a pullback until this lame duck session. Now, yesterday, Senator Tammy Baldwin, who's an open lesbian from this state of Wisconsin, said she has eight Republican votes, five who will support it, and three more who quietly told her they will probably support it, but she's keeping their identity a secret. Your comments on this legislation, H.R. 8404. You know, in any uh, Republican system, that means a self-governing republic where the people uh, decide our leaders, uh, there are often two parties, sometimes multi-party, but there's always one party at least that defends the moral order. Uh, that defends the things that last, the permanent things. The Republicans have cast themselves as that party. Uh, so for any Republican to go ahead and join the LGBTQ trans uh, bandwagon is a complete betrayal of that trust. So the, these 47 GOP congressmen uh, ought to be ashamed of themselves for voting for this awful misnamed act. And, if, and, and the senators that are contemplating voting for it ought to be get a uh, a big message from voters that they don't want this. Th- this is radical. I mean, it's one thing for a court, and we've seen this over and over, where a radical court creates a, a new right out of thin, thin air, uh, but it's another when the people's representatives go ahead and rubber stamp it. Uh, that That's what would happen if this Respect for Marriage Act so-called passes. And it's just as misleading as the Inflation Reduction Act. Or I think, as Jim and I were talking earlier, the... Obama's Affordable Care Act, which has made health care anything but affordable. Uh, they, they keep uh, doing these oxymoronic names and thinking, well, if we fool just enough people, we can pull it off. Um, I'm praying they don't pull this one off, because this is as radical as it gets. This stabs at the heart of God's creation of marriage, the idea of gender differences. Uh, this is far more radical than it looks. It really is, Bob, and as many pro-family organizations have been warning that this opens the door for for uh, polygamy, 
and uh, and mm-hmm. re- religious p- uh, protections, of course, are out the window. Now, Tammy Baldwin said, oh, no, no, we've got this brand new amendment that is going to, you know, say that it's not for polygamy. It's not. And we're going to still, you know, respect the religious rights of individuals. Uh, you know, there, there's a theological term for that called hogwash. Uh, this is, you know, certainly this, this is something that their their goal is to abolish marriage. They plan to deconstruct marriage. And, Bob, we can't have religious protection. I mean, we've known marriage to be the union between one man and one woman since the beginning of time. They've changed the definition, though, of marriage. And and now they are seeking to pull this off. Now, if they do pass it, even with this amendment, it goes back to a conference committee because the House had a different version so that they can put in their, you know, their various... Uh, uh, you know, give and take from each of the versions of this piece of legislation, there is no guarantee that that uh, this will do anything but deconstruct marriage. Yeah, also, if you're supposedly defending the moral order, what makes you think they'll stop here with this? I mean, every time they win, they get more radical. Mm-hmm. They demand more and more and more. Years ago, they used to demand just to be left alone. Then they said, no, you have to respect our relationships. Then they said, no, now you have to recognize them legally. No, now you have to celebrate them or else. Uh, now we're going to persecute you and your business and your family if you don't say what we, we want you to say about these behaviors. I mean, it, this is really a blueprint for totalitarianism in America. I've said this for years, Jim, that uh, the, if the LGBTQ uh, activists get everything they want, uh, it'll be the criminalization of Christianity in the United States. Bob Knight is with us here today. Now, folks, uh, we are told that it would be possibly Thursday for a vote. We're told it could possibly be tomorrow for a vote, Wednesday. We don't know. Matt Staver did inform us, though, that Chuck Schumer has invoked rule number 14. That means he can rush the bill to the floor without one Senate committee hearing on this legislation. What can you do? You can reach out to your two U.S. senators. I'm going to provide you a phone number, and I will provide you a website. Friends, you can contact your two U.S. senators and say, oh, you know, I don't have to worry about them. They've got an R behind their name, or they have this letter behind them. Hmm. Let me say this. Uh, Tammy Baldwin's talking about those who are communicating to her secretly, you know, when this thing comes. They don't want to, they're not going to promote their names. Do your senators know, ladies and gentlemen, where you stand on this issue? You can reach out to the to them through the main Senate switchboard. That number is 202-224-3121. That's 202-224-3121. The, the bill number is HR 8404. It's already passed the House. They're, they're continuing with that bill number before the U.S. Senate. So that is the number 202 224 3121. Now, if you'd like their direct office numbers, all you have to do is go to Senate.gov and you click on the senators and you'll find them by state or by name. And uh, you can get the dial direct numbers into their offices. Uh, I don't have time to go through all 100 of those numbers, but you can go to Senate.gov to obtain those uh, or just go through the switchboard 202-224-3121. Well, Bob, you heard my overview of last Tuesday's election, kind of where things stand right now. And uh, we're a week later. We still don't have the results from a number of races. Uh, Many indicated there would be a a red wave. And as we know, that's not the numbers we're seeing today. You have indicated that this election defied reality. Give us your take. Well, yeah, it did. The conditions were as ripe as it could be for the uh, out-of-White House party in a midterm election to take lots of seats. Uh, uh, they sh- the Republicans should have taken 50 or 60 seats in the House and maybe 10 in the Senate with the inflation raging, the border open and millions pouring across, fentanyl deaths, uh, crimes spiking all over the country, especially in urban areas, uh, foreign policy disasters like Afghanistan. I mean, I can go on and on, and, and you, uh, but I won't. Uh, the conditions are terrible. Something like 75% of Americans say that we're headed in the wrong direction as a country, and yet they put the Democrats back in charge. I just don't buy it, Jim. Uh, I, I do buy that millions of people still pull the lever for Democrats. I think they've been educated uh, to do so because they've been told that Republicans are semi-fascists, they're extremists, uh, they're going to hold women down and force them to have babies, I mean, they've um, they and the media and big tech have 
characterized uh, Republicans and conservatives and Christians, frankly, as anti-freedom zealots who will threaten democracy. Uh, I'm afraid a lot of that has worked. A lot of people are brainwashed by it. As far as election fraud, I think that was rampant. Uh, you just can't explain some of these returns, and, and especially out west. I mean, Arizona and Nevada, come on. They've been rock-ribbed uh, Republican for years. Carrie Lake uh, should have won the governorship. She was favored in polls right before the election, and that's rarely the case. Democrats are almost always favored in polls, and then Republicans surprise them. And I wrote a column recently about that, why uh, Democrats tend to do well in polls, uh, partly because they... Uh, survey more Democrats, they frame the questions to favor Democrats, and so on. And a lot of Republicans and conservatives don't want to talk to pollsters. In an era in which the President of the United States has declared people with our views as enemies of the state, uh, I think Nancy Pelosi used that term, and Biden has used uh, similar terms, why would you want to tell a stranger what your views are? So I think a lot of, a lot of people don't tell pollsters what they really feel. So we have a combination of a, a miseducated, a misinformed electorate, a brainwashed electorate uh, because of our bad education system for decades, and then you do have vote fraud baked into the system. Uh, it's not that hard to commit vote fraud, and when you see them counting ballots week, day after day after day in Arizona and Nevada until they get the result they want, what, what other conclusion can you come to? Bob, uh, several things I want to break down here. Uh, voters ages 18 to 29 favored Democrats by 28 points. Your thoughts on this? Yeah, they went 63% for Democrats. Uh, I think two reasons. The abortion issue, uh, Democrats pounded that after the Dobbs ruling, and and they, they made Republicans out to be extremists who wouldn't uh, permit any anything but all abortions banned regardless, even the life of the mother, which is nonsense. Uh, and then the other thing is the student loan bailout. You know, it, millions of young people with student loans said, oh, my gosh, the Democrats are going to pay my loans. Uh, Joe Biden can wipe it out with the stroke of a pen. I'm going to vote for these people. I mean, strictly economic. Um, but culturally, I think... There's something more profound going on here, Jim, because even with vote fraud, even with the uh, buying the votes, uh, millions of people keep voting for Democrats, including uh, black people who have been victimized by them for years. They've reduced the cities to crime-ridden hellholes uh, with unwed uh, mothers and uh, drug addiction and crime. I mean, it's just... They keep electing them election after election. And after you, you wonder about the, whether they're locked into a battered wife syndrome where they just think, well, uh, we've been told the Republicans are racist. They're going to put us all back in chains, as Biden said. Um, apparently, a lot of uh, black people in this country still believe that. And it's uh, talk about the big lie. <laughs> this, this has been uh, the most remarkable nation in history and probably the least racist nation in history, and is always progressing, and, and yet uh, we're told it's incurably racist over and over, and kids are taught that in schools. We're going to take a quick break here. And uh, by the way, speaking of the student loan bailout, did you know that the Friday after the election, a federal judge stepped in and said, no, this is not constitutional, and he's put a hold on this, no doubt continuing to work its way through the courts. Nonetheless, the uh, vote by 18 to 29-year-olds uh, did uh, vote uh, by a 28-point margin in favor uh, of Democrats over the GOP. Back in a minute here on Crosstalk. Back to Genesis with Dr. John Morris, president of the Institute for Creation Research. Dr. Morris, did plants evolve? Chris, according to evolution, both plants and animals evolved from an original single-cell organism, which itself came from non-living chemicals. If you look in a book on plant evolution, you'll see many references to plants changing into other types. But when you look for the evidence, you'll be disappointed. Now, there is a lot of evidence that plants have varied over the years, but did they evolve from something else? We have lots of different kinds of algae and ferns and flowering plants, but no clue that any of these basic categories evolved from another. Each were created separately, just like it says in Scripture. In Genesis, we read that God created each basic type after their kind, not by changing one kind into another. 
Face it, Chris, evolution didn't happen. Now creation, that happened. And we read about that when we go back to Genesis. Thanks, Dr. Morris. This is Chris O'Brien. Thanks for tuning in. Listening to Crosstalk here on VCY America, Robert Knight with us today on the broadcast. And uh, friends, uh, critical information coming your way here today. Just a reminder that it could be any day this week that the U.S. Senate is going to be voting on H.R. 8404, the so-called Respect for Marriage Act. It really is disrespect for marriage as it would undo marriage as we know it since the beginning of time. And uh, you can reach out to your Senator 202 Two two four three one two one. Robert Knight is with us today. Uh, Bob, why do you believe Texas and Florida were so strong for the GOP? And are there any lessons that the GOP needs to learn from these two states? First, clean up the election process. Uh, both states tightened voting. Uh, Florida in particular, uh, they got rid of a lot of the mail-in balloting. Uh, there weren't uh, unmanned drop boxes. All, all these things that the Democrats brought in because of covid and stayed in uh, at least half the states, uh, that's got to go. I mean, there's no excuse for mil- mailing millions of ballots now based on registration lists that haven't been cleaned up. Um, and same-day voter registration, uh, that, that's a travesty because, um, in, in fact, people in New Hampshire report that, uh, that thousands of people voted, well, hundreds, let's say that, in, in some districts, um, who registered that very same day. They moved into the state, they voted, uh, and th- this happened last time around, too, in 2020. Uh, and I, I think the other thing is this good, strong governance, uh, both in Texas and in Florida. Uh, Governor DeSantis uh, uh, joined the culture war. You know, he didn't shy away from it. He, he looked Disney in the face, stared them down, even punished them by removing a tax incentive when Disney uh, criticized him and the Republican legislature for passing a bill protecting children from sexual indoctrination beginning in kindergarten through third grade. You think that wouldn't be controversial, but Disney sided with the uh, LGBTQ activists. So DeSantis said, fine, um, I'm going to call you out on it. I don't care if you're one of the biggest employers in the state of Florida. I'm taking you on. And voters rewarded him with a 20-point victory. And in Texas, Governor Abbott has stood strong. He's he's opposed illegal immigration, which is, of course, flooding over the Texas border. And by the way, that's another uh, thing we can talk about later, maybe. Arizona, how could they possibly elect Democrats when Arizona is being flooded with illegal immigration and people are fed up with it? Well, they're voting for more of that? I, I just find that hard to believe. Yeah. Bob, uh, you mentioned Governor DeSantis, and uh, the vitriol against him is just huge. I mean, this past Sunday night, American Voices uh, program on MSNBC tried to smear him using the terms, he's a white Christian nationalist, uh, trying to paint three strikes against this guy. I mean, this vilification, there's just no end to it, is there? Well, people thought if we moved on from Donald Trump... Uh, the next Republican who is prominent uh, won't attract as much attacks. Uh, (laughs) That's whistling past the graveyard. Of course they will. They're going to make... Look, they made Mitt Romney out to be a monster, Uh, mild-mannered Mitt Romney. Uh, They're going to go after DeSantis with everything they've got. Uh, And they're still going after Donald Trump, of course. Uh, Sometimes he's his own worst enemy, but he didn't deserve what happened in 2020, I don't believe. And I wrote a whole book about it, about how they rigged the election. And uh, but that's available, by the way, by going to roberthnight.com, correct? Yeah, and also at uh, djkm.org slash crooked. It was published by D. James Kennedy Ministries, uh, which is a, a courageous ministry based in Florida. And they do great work publishing books that others probably wouldn't publish. That's djkm.org slash crooked. djkm.org. Yep. Slash crooked. Slash crooked. Yep. Okay. Again, that stands for D. James Kennedy Ministry. And uh, friends, uh, uh, let me just mention this. Uh, President Biden was asked what he planned to do differently in the next two years to change people's opinion of the direction of the country and basically said, I'm not going to change direction. Let's see if we can get this audio clip here. Republicans have made it clear that if they do take control of the House, that they want to launch 
uh, a raft of investigations on day one into your handling of Afghanistan, the border. Uh, they want to look into some of your cabinet officials. They want to investigate you. They may even want to investigate your son. What's your message to Republicans who are considering investigating your family and particularly your son Hunter's business dealings? Lots of luck in your senior year, as my coach used to say. Look, um, I think the American public wants to move on and get things done for them. And, uh, you know, I heard that there were, uh, it was reported, whether it's accurate or not, I'm not sure, but it was reported many times that Republicans were saying, and the former president said, how many times are you going to impeach Biden? You know, impeachment proceeding against Biden. I mean, I think, the re I think the American people will look at all of that for what it is. It's just I'm almost comedy. I mean, it's uh, but, you know, look, I can't control what they're going to do. All I can do is continue to try to make life better for the American people. And he went on to say uh, later in that newscast, uh, Bob, that he wasn't going to do anything different uh, in his governance. Yeah. So, in other words, more inflation, more of our life savings going up in smoke, um, more Millions of people flooding over the border, more fentanyl coming in, killing tens of thousands of Americans, a more feckless foreign policy that is empowering our enemies. I mean, you can go on and on. Uh, uh, it's just, that's why I find it um, amazing, uh, the results uh, from this past Tuesday. I don't buy it. I just don't believe the American people would elect a guy like John Fetterman uh, hardcore leftist who had had a stroke and can't even finish two sentences and lit, elected him new U.S. senator from Pennsylvania. You know, they say Pennsylvania is really, uh, you know, Pittsburgh on one end and Philadelphia on the other and then Alabama in between. Uh, it mm -hmm. means that much of Pennsylvania is very conservative. Uh, but, you know, Philadelphia is so huge and they can give an enormous number of votes and I know from my uh, time at the American Civil Rights Union how crooked the voting rolls are in Philadelphia and how they could come up with, oh, during the Romney election, 63 precincts that were 100% for Obama, not a single vote for Romney. Uh, even, even the Philadelphia Inquirer said that this is uh, hard to fathom that that could be the case. I mean, so I, I think uh, people have... Pennsylvania ought to be scratching their heads and saying, you know, we really didn't want this guy, but we got him. So what do we do different next time? Hmm. You know, that's what we have to talk about. Where, where do we go from here, I guess? Let's let's talk about Arizona for a bit. You mentioned this as well. Uh, they had voting problems in Maricopa County from the get-go. I mean, people stood in line for hours. They were told, you know, put your ballots in, you know, the, 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 the drawer number three here. I mean, it wasn't being tabulated. Just keep it there. We'll get back to it later. Uh, and we have the person running the election also running for governor. I mean, something just doesn't add up right there. Yeah, Katie Hobbs is the Secretary of State of Arizona, and she ran for governor against Carrie Lake, who is, by all accounts, going to bury her. Uh, and then the voting went bad. Then machines didn't work. Then they had six-hour lines. Uh, and, gee, lo and behold, most of them were in areas that are dominated by Republican voters. Uh, so they just kept counting and counting and counting. Uh, Katie Hobbs wouldn't even debate Carrie Lake because she, she would have she would have uh, been destroyed. Carrie Lake is so articulate and uh, and forceful. Um, but you have a Secretary of State presiding over what appears to be a very flawed election. Um, she should have recused herself. Uh, they kept counting until she got ahead by twenty thousand votes. So in order to rule out a recount, because you've got to be closer than that, I believe, to have a demand a recount. Uh, so this is what they do. Uh, you know, when you have endless voting, a month ahead, uh, voting days and days, counting days and days afterwards, somehow it always redounds to the advantage of the Democrat. Gee, why is that? Bob, um, we know also that uh, looking at the Senate there, race there with Blake Masters, uh, Mitch McConnell actually pulled money from the Arizona Senate race. I did that, and he did it in New Hampshire as well. Um, uh, these guys apparently were uh, critical of uh, McConnell and, and didn't uh, indicate they would support him if they take the Senate and make him majority leader. Uh, so he pulled uh, the money at, at a critical time. 
and I that that's a lot of people are talking about this that uh, the McConnell uh, had enormous amount of control over millions of dollars and. Uh, at the least, he should be held accountable for losing the Senate. I mean, if any year the GOP was going to take the Senate, it should have been this year. Um, what's interesting now is the big debate going on within the Senate and uh, also the House, but the House was just decided before coming on air here. Uh, Mitch McConnell uh, has uh, been uh, elected as the uh, Speaker. It's anticipated that... Uh, that no, no, McCarthy. Right? Uh, McCarthy, thank you. Uh, uh, Kevin McCarthy uh, taking the speakership. And a uh, uh, big debate, though, whether he and uh, Mitch McConnell should re- be retained in leadership positions. Well, I I usually don't get involved in uh, Republican politics or certainly not Democrat politics. But I don't know, when you have this big a failure, uh, do you go back and elect the same leadership? I, I it, it, it boggles the mind. I, I think they ought to look for, for new leadership, frankly. Uh, you know, uh, Kevin McCarthy is not a bad guy. I mean, uh, he, although he's from California, uh, you know, he's done some good things. I don't want to knock him, but I think that uh, just when you lose something you should have won big, you, you have to look for other options. Um, a lot of other irregularities happening, like at the in Nevada, the cameras go blank at a voting counting center. Uh, Pennsylvania uh, had issues going on. Uh, there's uh, cameras that caught some illegal activity that going on there. Um, lots of interesting things taking place in in uh, you know various areas around the country as well. And uh, uh, again, it just brings the whole aspect of, into suspicion. Uh, as people observe what's taking place and the the nation that should really be on top of this. I mean, some have compared us to a third world nation as it relates to counting votes and having voter integrity. Well, it's starting to feel like that, Jim. And I, I don't like having my country feel like that. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I love this country um, and uh, I believe it's still the best country in the world. Yeah. Um, and but I believe there are people here who want to end that and and turn us into a third world country that's under the the knuckle uh, grip of uh, the globalists. And you don't have to be a conspiracy theorist to see it right in front of you. Uh, to see people like George Soros pouring millions into these races uh, to produce people who fundamentally hate America. <laughs> you know. And they're, they're fomenting division. They're pitting the races against each other. They're teaching children to hate white people and to hate Americans mm-hmm. and certainly to hate God. You know, if you, it, it, the, the one bright spot in all this is the parents' revolt. You know, there are a lot of school boards that flipped and a lot of parents and that flipped in Virginia last year. Uh, parents are waking up. They're pulling their kids out of public schools, and they're also trying to fix the public schools. I don't know if they can be fixed, but, boy, they ought to stop them from doing so much damage to children. Robert Knight is our guest here today on Crosstalk, and uh, we're going to open our phone lines. Maybe you've got a question you'd like to ask, maybe a, a comment or observation. Uh, again, we're going to ask that you keep it to a minute or less so that we can obtain uh, multiple uh, levels of feedback from listeners across the country. Our telephone number to Crosstalk, 800-733-9829. That's one 800 733 9829. A quick break. We'll be back with more information here in just a moment and taking your calls. Lines beginning to light up here 800 733 9829. We'll be right back on Crosstalk. Do you take time daily to study the Word of God? Do you go through the Bible systematically and read with comprehension? Do you desire to learn more than what you have in the past? BCY America is offering a package set of four books by Ron Rhodes from Reasoning from the Scriptures Ministries. These Bible study books provide a systematic approach to help you gain better understanding of the Bible. Included in this set is 90 Days Through the New Testament in Chronological Order, providing overviews, powerful insights, and personal application. 40 Days Through Genesis, Discover the Story That Started It All. 40 Days Through Daniel, Revealing God's Plan for the Future. 
and 40 Days Through Revelation, Uncovering the Mystery of the End Times. These four books are available as our way of saying thank you for your donation of $49 or more by calling VCY America at 1-800-729-9829. Don't let the lack of a Bible study plan keep you from daily devotions. Call 1-800-729-9829. You're tuned to Crosstalk on VCY America, and uh, with us tonight, uh, this afternoon, I should say, some of you listening at night in a rebroadcast, Robert Knight with us, and uh, he has uh, put forth uh, a column every week uh, dealing with the issues that are going on in our society and uh, from a conservative Christian perspective. And Bob, I understand that uh, these columns that you write, they're available to go out to our Crosstalk listeners. Yeah, I write them for the Washington Times, and then I send them out by email uh, first thing Monday morning every week. They're free. Uh, You've had several hundred people from your listeners sign up for my list, so I welcome more. And they just have to send me an email at robertknight4, that's the number four, at gmail.com. You don't have to write me. I mean, I'd appreciate a note if you want, but you can just put sign me up in the subject line. That's robertknight4 at gmail.com. Okay, and again, Knight is spelled with a K, K K-N-I-G-H-T, Robert Knight, the number four, at gmail.com. And all you have to do, folks, is in the subject line, put sign me up, and uh, he'll add you to his distribution list and uh, keep you informed, and you'll gain his perspective on a number of issues uh, that are hitting our country. Uh, Let's uh, go right to the phone lines. They are packed. We're going to begin with uh, Tom in Port Wing, Wisconsin. Tom, you are on the air. Thank you. Uh, I called you prior to the election when uh, Bill Federer was on, and I think if anybody needed any evidence of the 2020 election being fraudulent, this election is the evidence for that. And my question to Mr. Knight would be this. This uh, majority in the House of just a handful over to be the majority how easy is it for the left to compromise, have these compromised Republicans uh, in the House simply stymie any investigation or to do anything to advance the cause of uh, Republicanism? Thank you, Tom. That's a good, well, that's a good question. You know, the Democrats only had a paper-thin majority uh, right now in the House under Nancy Pelosi, and yet they've done an uh, huge damage to the country, uh, and the Republicans need to say, well, okay, we just have a small majority, but we have the committee chairmanships. We can lost, launch investigations. And by the way, we don't have to have all the Republicans aboard. Uh, you know, Jim Jordan can go ahead and chair his committee and, and open investigations, and people like that. Um, that's what's got to happen. And they... They really, uh, I think a lot of people are going to have to, are going to expect them to do something, not just sit there and be a rubber stamp for whatever the Democrats in the Senate want and whatever Biden comes up with. Uh, They've got to be a solid wall against what's been going on in this country. I think they can be. Uh, And uh, Kevin McCarthy is going to have to find a backbone and just, and just say no to the Democrats at every, uh, on every key issue. I think he can do it, uh, but he needs support. And yeah, there'll be a few rhinos in there that will try to undercut it, but I I don't think they'll be able to. I think there's so much sentiment in this country for somebody to stand up and do something, uh, especially about the open border. I mean, uh, Biden should have been impeached by now for that. They couldn't do it in a Democrat-controlled House. They could do it now, even if they know that the Senate wouldn't convict uh, still, uh, you know, Trump wasn't convicted either time either, but boy, it tied up his administration. Tom, thanks for the call. We're going next to Molly. Hi, Molly, you're on the air. Hi, Brother Jim, and I just wanted to first say thank you to you and Bob Knight. The work you guys do is so important, and I hope all of your listeners realize this, um, that it's a call to action for all of us. Uh, that being said, I went and I observed... Uh, the polls after I voted, um, when they were counting the ballots and doing all of that. And 
you know, I'm checking out the machine and everything while I was there, and I was very gracious about it and kind because I realized that our poll workers are well-intentioned, and bless their hearts, they do mean well. Um, but they were just ranting and raving like, like, Holly, these machines, they're so great. You, you really have to understand and appreciate them. And so when I came back that evening to watch them count the ballots, one of the things that I noticed, um, so we vote in our township uh, building where there's not even a toilet. There's no Internet or anything like that there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but when the machine was on, I took a screenshot of it. I was checking for Wi-Fi signals, and I picked up a couple Wi-Fi signals. And when the machine shut off, because I watched them unplug it, I checked again, and that had changed. And so it's just, and then they also told me earlier that they don't inject anything into the machine because I asked how they count the ballots thereafter when they send them to the county. And they said, oh, we just take the paper ballots and we deliver them to the clerk in the, the city and then they take them to the county. They said, so there's no, like, memory drive or stick that you stick in there. They're like, nope. But then at the end, I watched them pull out three of them. Mm. And so I just, I felt so bad because they do really mean well. And in their minds, this is excellent, you know, uh, an advancement in science and makes their job easier. But I'm just reminded of a woman who survived the Holocaust saying, had my countrymen known the dangers that had come due to it being an incremental creeping gradualism, um, if they had known, they'd have fought to the death. And that's what I see right now is people just don't know. And you saw 2020 to today. It's happening incre- happening incrementally, but also so quickly. Molly, thank you for the call. Bob, any response? Well, that's very sobering. And by the way, my own daughter was an election official in Virginia. And uh, she said that uh, the, uh, she was struck by a couple things. One, the dedication of the others who were uh, working at the polls. You know, everybody was on the up and up. But she said that, you know, the chain of accountability is so thin because they had to hand over boxes of ballots to mm. other people who then took them to a central counting house. She said, if our people were honest, but what if they weren't? <laughs> she said uh, she was struck by how easy it would be to cheat. Um, and that worried her. Um, mm-hmm. And she was there to make sure there was no cheating. Plus, she's patriotic. She she wanted to participate. Uh, but we have to get to <clears throat> probably the most... Uh, Secure system would be paper ballots, so you have a paper trail, but a machine counter, you know, not not the voting machines where you press them and make your selection and stuff. They can be hacked, but just a, a just a counting machine, and then you me- and then you count the ballots against that. Jay Christian Adams, one of the most uh, informed election experts in the country, uh, said that is probably the most secure we can get. Molly, thank you for the call. Uh, others lined up here. Let's go to Carla in Union, Kentucky. You're on the air. Hi. Um, thank you for taking my call. <clears throat> I think it's very important that the American people get involved in this voting process mm-hmm. as far as counting ballots, watching ballots, because the Democrats are pulling stunts, and this is unacceptable. These machines should be working perfectly. The lady before mentioned a Wi-Fi signal. You know, the people that we have elected in Senate should be looking at this and fixing this before the presidential election. So I'm just encouraging everybody to get involved, out ballots, oversee the ballots, because we need people that are going to be honest to do this. Thank you for that. Um... And, Bob, I know that uh, even in our history of our nation, we talked about even our, our documents, you know, it's our, our government is made for moral and righteous people. But uh, when when we defy that characteristic of our nation, woe be to that nation. Yeah, you have to have an honest, self-governing populace to be a self-governing republic. Yeah. Uh, if you have people who have no self-control, who just go by their appetites, they can be easily misled. Um, and that, that's the, fall, that's the uh, downfall of democracy. Uh, I, I forget who said it years ago, but once the people find out they can vote themselves largesse from the mm-hmm. Treasury, that's when your democracy is going to end. And it'll just go over and be corrupt, and uh, the people who promise the most free stuff will prevail. That seems to be happening in our country, but 
You know, Jim, uh, I've said it before, uh, and others have said it, if we, we need a revival. Yes. Uh, if, yeah. if, if we, we can't do this without God, obviously. You know, we botched it pretty badly. So. Well, as Scripture but says. God could heal yep. our country, and I, we keep praying he will. Righteousness exalts the nation. Sin is a reproach to any people. Uh, let's right. go to Kate in Tucson, Arizona. Hi, Kate, you're on the air. Hi, yes. Thank you so much for bringing the education and awareness to our country. Uh, Something that I was considering, there seems to be so much bickering in endless lawsuits. Um, The Democrats, over time, have felt that there's a problem with elections. The Republicans, over time, have felt that there's a problem with elections. So therefore, we can agree there is a problem that needs to be fixed. And if President Trump wants to be um, continue to be effective with saving our country, um, as a retired health education individual, I I'd like to see that they come together and with the platform that he and Governor DeSantis have in Florida, could they not have an educational program rather than bickering to is who's going to run for president? offer an education program like you do on your radio program and and have the foundation for our youth, save our country for God and country through our youth, and to instill and preserve and to continue to impact that foundation of values and virtues, our Constitution, and and to, to respect what we have here in America for God and country. They could have constitutional retreats, and he could still be effective for our country, and we need good leadership so that those of us can follow and protect our country. And I'd like to know, besides what you're doing through your program, what else can we do to to have that foundation for our youth and save our youth? Because they are what's going to be impacting our country in the future. Yeah. Thank you, Kate. Yeah. Great question, Bob. Oh, I agree completely. And, and, well, first step for Christian parents, if you can do it, get your kids out of the government schools. Uh, that Really, I mean, we, we've got a good close look at them because of COVID, and they, they are serving up false history, anti-Americanism, critical race theory, transgender indoctrination and this is happening all over the country this isn't just california mm-hmm. or massachusetts i mean really if you think your schools are safe you better think again uh... It, at the same time we need to reform the schools because we don't want the kids who are left there uh... falling prey mm-hmm. to these uh, predators uh, a lot of these people are marxists uh... they've they've really uh... used the schools as a way to indoctrinate kids um, I remember my wife was uh, substituting at a public school uh, uh, not that long ago, and it was around Thanksgiving time, and she said, oh, that they had a lesson about Thanksgiving, and it was all about how evil the white people were in Plymouth, Massachusetts, and how the Indians were mistreated. There was no sense of Thanksgiving. There was no sense that this was the beginning of a great country with the Mayflower Compact. In other words, the kids were giving, given a terrible view of America. This was a few years ago. I can't imagine uh, how bad it is now, uh, given Howard Zinn's A People's History of the United States has become a best-selling book all over the country, and educators use it. We're going to we're up against the break. Thank you, Kate, for the call. And let me just say there are organizations, and uh, you do some looking, you'll find, uh, uh, like Wisconsin Family Council, for instance, has something for young people called Lead Wisconsin, where they actually have a leadership training session for teenagers to equip them to be godly leaders and engaging the culture from a biblical perspective. Uh, now they have sister type of groups in in states across the country, so uh, there are things that are going on and. Uh, Getting information out those uh, on these events is, is so important. Back in a minute here on Crosstalk. For the Worldview Report, I'm Brandon House. Our website is worldviewreport.com. Well, the 2022 midterms are now over. What happened? Well, the red wave never happened. Is that because of voter fraud? It seems pretty clear there was voter fraud involved. But what's most disturbing to me, in addition to that, is the number of propositions that passed that are pro-abortion, 
that are for abortion on demand at extreme late terms. And then the laws related to undermining parental authority when it comes to minors having abortions without their parents' knowledge or permission. And then the propositions passing that deal with transgenderism and transitioning of children. Are these really passing? Is this the moral decay that America has come to? If so, fraud set aside. America is receiving the leaders they deserve and God's judgment. I'm Brandon House. Robert Knight with us here today on Crosstalk and uh, giving some post-election analysis. Uh, just a reminder, if you'd like to get his his uh, email, his stories, his columns, all you have to do is drop him an email, Knight the number four, at gmail.com. Robert Knight, spelled with a K, Robert Knight, the number four, at gmail.com. Just say in the subject line, sign me up, and he'll get you signed up. Uh, Bob, that previous caller who had uh, indicated to us, you know, what what groups are out there? How can we start this conversation? Uh, There are groups. I mean, we've interviewed uh, Trail Life USA here on Crosstalk, mentoring boys, uh, American Heritage Girls, it's mentoring girls. I mean, programs like these can, can make an impact. Oh, yeah, and then turn, Turning Point USA for college students and, and high school students. Uh, there are good groups out there that are uh, teaching real American history and, 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 being, and acquainting ch- kids with the, the value of being patriotic. We have you got, know, there's tell you still what. so much good in America. We, we need to preserve it. Let's go to Al in Bridgeport, West Virginia. Al, you're on the air. Thank you, Brother Jim, for taking my call here today. Um, uh, Brother Robert, thank you for what you're doing in this fight. It's really important. Um, uh, I want a couple of different things real quick. I'll, you know, the, the there's been a civil war on the mind of our children for the last 30 years or more. They're finally getting what they want. They're, they've got these children's minds manipulated or just totally brain dead. Uh, it's just it's just awful. I mean, this, the stuff that's out there today, and uh, and really, too. Another thing, too. Uh, Kevin McCarthy. Um, don't think I really trust him that much, but he's got to be better than the alternative that we had before. Um, so you know, just just depends on who he's he's running with, I guess, at the time. But uh, no, getting back to the kids, uh, brother Robert. They've been trying for years, and um, they finally brainwashed our children, I believe, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. But if you train your child up uh, in the Lord, they shall return. Thank you for the call here. Uh, as he talked about that indoctrination, Bob, you referred to that earlier in the program. Yeah, yeah, it's been going on for years. The National mm-hmm. Education Association, the American Federation of Teachers, is totally Marxist-controlled, and and they pretty much run the schools. Uh, they they insisted on these long lockdowns, which really hurt the kids. Uh, of course, now the leadership is denying they ever really push for lockdowns. They, they'll lie openly. It's just shocking. So uh, you got to get your kids out of the government schools if you can. Make sacrifices. Um, and you can homeschool or you can get them to a Christian school. And I know it's hard in some cases. And, and for those who are left, uh, whatever you do, don't look the other way. Go in. Find out what they're teaching. Uh, talk to the teachers, uh, try to elect school boards that reflect your values. That is a revolution in progress, and that's one of the signs of hope we have. Let's go to Jerry in Whitewater. You're on the air. <clears throat> yeah, you uh, mentioned early in the program about this bill that's coming up that we got to uh, call our senators. Mm-hmm. Who are the two Republican senators that are... Uh, in favor of this bill, they, they, we, everybody needs to contact. Yeah, contact your own senators, uh, but contact those two. That that line needs to be uh, just you know tied up. Yeah, Tammy Baldwin has said that uh, that you know she has got um, some that are to- telling her quietly, so not publicly, as to who is going to be backing this. Um, we know that Senator Portman has been very much engaged with this. Uh, and I, I'd say I don't know if I have quick access to the other. I mean, early on, we even Senator Ron Johnson of Wisconsin indicated he would vote for it. He kind of backed away from it then. Uh, so we don't know where he is actually going to come down on the legislation. Um, we understand That's shocking. Uh, Susan Collins uh, also is uh, uh, yeah. part of this as well out of Maine. And um, 
So Lisa Murkowski, probably, and in it's, Alaska. It's one of those things that, uh, again, as she has said, she's got some people who are confiding in her secretly to uh, just reach out to, to those two, two senators, so, or to your two U.S. senators. Right. So Maine and Alaska and uh, possibly Ron Johnson. And did you mention another name? Yeah, we should uh, Rob Portman in Ohio. Portman, oh, Portman. out of Ohio. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Portman, okay, Ohio, Maine, and Alaska. And, oh, the other thing is people keep saying there was no red wave. I, I don't believe that for one millisecond. We have a small community here where, where I voted, and they said it was just unbelievable that the turnout, they said it was over 70%, and we have still paper ballots in this small township here in southern Wisconsin. Wow. And uh, they said it was just unbelievable and I, I believe it was stolen. If you remember early in the summer when uh, Nancy Pelosi and uh, Biden uh, clearly stated that we were that that Democrats need not to worry, uh, we got this thing wrapped up. In other words, they were basically telling us the fix in the fix was in. Well, that infuriated a lot of us to to make us want to get out and vote. And I believe that's what happened. Look in Florida. Look in Ohio. They won all their seats in Ohio, uh, and Florida just went. There was a red wave. It's just that it was stolen through the. Uh, it was stolen. Jerry, thank you for the call. Uh, we're down to less than a minute and a half, and I want to get one more call in. This is Matt, who's been holding a long time in Northfield, Wisconsin. You're on the air, Matt. Hi, Jim. I just wanted to touch base with you again. Um, I had spoke with you before about the voter rolls and my mom still being on the uh, voter roll eleven months after she had passed away in a small unincorporated village of Northfield, um, and I was wondering if Bob could maybe comment on that. The clerk had told me that I that it was up to the county to take her name off, and then one of the poll workers told me that it was up to me to take a death certificate in. Well, I haven't done that, but her name was still on the voter rolls, and I think it's painfully obvious they stole this election, and I would just wanted to hear Bob's comment on that. Thank you so much. Bob? That's one of the biggest problems in the country is a uh registration rolls that haven't been cleaned up, that violates federal law. Uh, we've had the law in the books since uh, Bill Clinton, uh, National Voter Registration Act, and a lot of these officials will not clean up the voter rolls until they're forced to. Um, so citizens uh, sometimes have to take it upon themselves to go in and find out things like this gentleman's mom still being on the voter rolls. And, and, and uh, you have to protest it and, and insist they remove the name. Um, I hope he goes in with the death certificate. He shouldn't have to do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it should be a lot easier. They cross-check it against Social Security and lots of other things. But, uh, yeah, that's that's one of the things they did in Florida. I mean, they, they, they've... They've cleaned up the election process. And Bob, we're going to have to leave it there. We are out of time. Thank you, caller, okay. for for your comments. Uh, Bob Knight with us here today. And again, uh, to get his book, Crooked, djkm.org slash crooked. If you'd like his uh, columns, uh, just send him an email, robertknight4, that's the number four, at gmail.com. Uh, put in the subject line, sign me up. Bob, thank you for being with us today. Always a pleasure, Jim. God bless you. And friends, just a reminder, our God is still on the throne. No emergency session called. What he has before ordained will come to pass. You've been listening to Crosstalk via satellite and the Internet from VCY America. Views expressed may or may not be those of this station. For a CD of today's program, send a donation of $6 or more to VCY Tape Ministry, 3434 West Kilbourne Avenue, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 53208. Or download by RSS or podcast from CrosstalkAmerica.com. And join us again for Crosstalk. Crosstalk.